You're listening to The Crossover, a podcast that breaks down the sports of soccer and basketball. My name is Micah Collins, a sports management student located in Victoria, British Columbia, and I am sitting down with friends, athletes, or just by myself to talk about sports as a business, an athlete, or simply a spectator. Enjoy. All right, everyone, welcome back to The Crossover Podcast. We're on episode 26, I think. And uh, we finally have a guest on the podcast. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, he's on for the second time. Uh, creator of the Daniel Teachers Experience. Daniel, how's it going? Awesome, buddy. I'm happy to be here. Good, good. Um, so what, what, what have you been up to since, you know, the last time we've, uh, we've been on? And also tell the people a little bit about yourself if they haven't watched the, the previous episode. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, everybody, my name is Daniel. I am a psychology student at the University of Victoria. I am also a podcaster, YouTuber, TikToker, you name the social media platform, I'm on it. I talk about psychology, philosophy, meaning of life, pain, suffering, all that fun stuff. Yeah, last time we were on, Mike, it was a lot of, and we both, um, we're both a fan of sports, primarily uh, footballs, by football, I mean soccer. So we talked about Barcelona, the Real Madrid, the Champions Leagues, all that good stuff. What have I been up to, my friend? It's been lots of studying, right? The typical life of a student, it's 80% studying, right? 10% yeah. you're, you're getting your basic needs, you're sleeping, you're eating, and then maybe another 10% if you're lucky, if the stars align, if God wants it to be, you can maybe see a friend or something. But <laughs> due to COVID, even that's become a challenge now. Yeah, yeah it's been tough. Um, yeah, well, speaking of the football, soccer, uh, I wanted to get into the Euros because that was a crazy tournament. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, would say, I would say the 2016 one was really good. Um, this one I would say is up there, not the best tournament, but there's been a lot of, a lot of surprises, uh, especially with the, the, uh, group of deaths. So you say, uh, what was it? France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary. I think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was the fourth one. And actually Hungary did really well. Um, surprisingly, even though being in that group, uh, but yeah, your thoughts on, on the, on the tournament overall. It was amazing, man. It was really fun. It was exciting. I think one thing that surprised everybody was Italy and how good they were. The majority of my friends who I asked, I said, who's going to win this thing? They said, Daniel France. It has to be France. Yeah. You look at the lineup they have. Unbelievable. I'm, I sh- I'm not even going to name names. This is disrespectful because there's too many people to name. <laughs> if it wasn't France, in my own opinion, I thought it was going to be Belgium. And uh, man, I mean, Italy, they just, they had it, in my opinion. I, I think whatever they had, whether it was just the chemistry, whether it was the players, whether it was the coach, there was a combination, they had it down. There was one uh, stage of the tournament, Micah, hopefully you remember the name. I don't know if it was the round of 16 or what, but every game that I predicted, I was wrong. <laughs> Netherlands lost, France lost, yeah. freaking, uh, just you name it, man. Everything, it was the complete opposite. So it was, that was very, very That was hard. the same with me. That was the same with me. I picked... Um, well, I did pick France to win the whole tournament. And then once they were like kind of struggling in the group, I was like, okay, I think Germany might have a chance. I think they were the best team in that group. Mm. Um, and then they lost to England. I was like, oh, I have no idea. And then I was like, yeah, Italy's been playing really well. I don't think they got scored on in the tournament until like the semifinals or something, which was That's crazy. It is kind of weird because they didn't make the World Cup, I don't think, in uh, mm-hmm. 2018. And they kind of had the same team, like Chiellini and Insigne and Immobile. It was a very similar team to, to 2018. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a crazy tournament. Uh, and then, you know, the England, all the backlash from that and... I thought we'd get into that too in the about the finals and the penalty shootout and all that stuff. Um, the England Italy finals was actually really great to watch. Um, pretty close game. Obviously, went to penalties. Um, I was talking to my brother at the time when they subbed in Sancho and Rashford or Sancho. Yep, yep, you Sancho got and Rashford. Yeah, and I was like, when did it? And then I went to the penalty shootout, and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if the two guys that subbed on missed the penalties? And <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, overall a good game. Um, but, yeah. Did you watch the finals, too? 
I did. I did. It was fun. It was exciting. It was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, and then in the penalty shootout, um, yeah, Don Donnarumma is such a good keeper, and he's oh, so big too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Jordan Pickford on the other end. He actually did pretty well. Um, I didn't think he was gonna save a whole lot in the penalty shootout, but he did. He did pretty well, um, even though he's a shorter goalkeeper and he's kind of iffy at times, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, after the penalty shootout, the England fans were were being really racist about, you know, the the guys that missed the penalties and you know, all that stuff. You have you heard about all that stuff? I have, man. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So I, I thought we'd go into it. Uh, I know you like to talk about sort of the so- social issues in sports. I know uh, on your podcast, you talked about the, the Olympics and, and all that stuff, mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm. social issues with that. So I thought we'd go into that as well. Um, but yeah, just your thoughts on, on the on the England fans, on on the players. Definitely, man. So the, the moment the penalty shootout was happening, I was sitting beside my father. And he looked at it and he goes, there's so much pressure on these guys. And he said for several reasons. One, they're going to essentially decide the game. Rashford, Sancho, and um, it was Saka, right? Yeah. Was the yeah. last one. He said, they're all, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're all under the age of 24, right? I want to say like 19, yeah, I think so. 21, and 23. And they're all black. That's important. That's really important to take note of because for, I don't want to say simpleton, but it's very easy to see a pattern somewhere that doesn't actually exist so so like this is something i put on my instagram where the moment they miss one of the headlines was three black players missed their penalty to anybody mm-hmm. listening they say well daniel that's not incorrect the problem is that with that article you're creating a relationship between the color of your skin and your ability to play football right as if the color of your skin makes you better or worse and and it can be dangerous when we start making assumptions like that this is these are the same people who say oh Tim, Bill, and Sally are all Gemini, and they all ended up in prison. Thus, if you're a Gemini, you're going to go to prison. Not exact, right? We know that's a correlational design. That's not experimental. Correlation meaning we know that there's a relationship there, but we can't identify if X caused Y or if Y caused X. So when I was talking to my father about this, I said, well, dad, this is tough. Because one person might say, well, they missed the penalties because of the color of their skin. Another person might say was they missed the penalties because let's say for the sake of argument, they're all signed with Nike. And Nike players just aren't going to penalties. Another argument could be made. They're all under the age of 25. People under the age of 25 are not going to penalties. Another argument could be made. People who come in at like the 119th minute and have two minutes to run around before taking arguably the most important penalty of the entire tournament aren't very good. So it could be all these things. It could be a combination. It could be none of those things. So I've just, I keep preaching this from the top of my voice on this mountain. Like folks, correlation does not indicate causation. And it was really unfortunate to see because looking at how those fans treated those players, I saw a comment that summed it up beautifully. It said, when those players from African descent, when they win, you know, the fans say the English have won. But when they lose, they say those Africans lost us the game. Mm-hmm. And I think you're put in this position where you realize just how, I don't want to say racism is a norm in football, and you can speak on this because I feel like you're way more into the football world than I am. But could we say it's almost like normal to expect those chances? Not that it's okay, not that it's excusable, not that the club is promoted in any ways, but it's just, I'm not surprised when I hear monkey chants when there's a black guy taking a corner, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. It's just, it's been around for all these years. And even though they take knees in NBA and, and I don't know what they do in other sports and you can speak on this better than I can, it's just always have a homophobic chance, throwing banana peels. And, I mean, just really disgusting stuff. So yeah. coming from you, Micah, seeing is, is the world is changing and how we look at certain things. And I would argue everyone's doubling down on no racism, no sexism. What do you think the state of football is going to be like with relation to that? I think in terms of like the community itself, it's, there's always that bunch that that's going to, you know, put out those homophobic slur, slurs and, and racist slurs and all that stuff. Um, but I think the soccer community as a whole has been pretty good in terms of supporting black communities, supporting uh, gay athletes and, and all, all that stuff. I, 
I, <laughs> I'm not as good as you guys talking about these things, but it definitely is important to talk about. Um, and I like your perspective. I never thought about your, your perspective on the correlation between, uh, you know, race and, and sports and in terms of like performance and, and, uh, brands and, and performance as well. Um, so I, I like what you said there. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the soccer community has, I think because it's a global sport that you see more inclusion in soccer than suppose in maybe basketball or, or hockey. And, uh, yeah, that's just my thoughts, thoughts on that. And I think we've seen it with like the super league and, and stuff too, where, communities kind of come together in in soccer than than maybe other sport leagues in the world yeah that's just my thoughts on that um but overall yeah great tournament in, in the euros um yeah it, it kind of sucks that um uh, there was because for me like i because i'm in sport management i think of it more as a business perspective for um scheduling and, and events and all that stuff so what I actually found one thing that like kind of caught my eye a bit was how they scheduled the the group stage for that last match, last match of the group stage where they had the games at the exact same time. And I don't know if this has been uh, done before. It probably has, but this was like the first year where I'm like, Oh, why, why do they have this, these games scheduled at the exact same time? And it's like, it's for that competitive uh, balance. We, we talk about it in school, competitive balance, which is like making sure that every sports league is, every team has an equal opportunity to win. Um, and so the reason why they scheduled these games at the last second or at the same time um, was so like if one team needed to win by a certain amount of goals to get to the knockout stage and they had a game after uh, some other teams, right? If they had the game like before and they could see the results, they're like, okay, now we have to score this many goals to get into the group stage. Whereas if you have it at the exact same time, right, you can't really tell. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, moving on from the Euros, we'll get into the Olympics because that's just kind of started to, I think, last week. Um and there's also been some sort of social issues with that too. Um, it's kind of unfortunate that um, you can't have fans in the, mm -hmm. in the stadium. Other than I think you could have the Japanese uh, citizens, just the local, right? Like the, yeah, just the just the local. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, for me, I look at it as a business perspective because in sports, you'll have your main revenue would be ticket sales. Right. Um, and that's been the way sports has been. That's how sports teams gain revenue. And other than like merchandise, it's mainly like 60% of your profit is just from tickets. Um, and now that you can't have fans at a stadium, all the profit you're going to be making is from partners, sponsorships, and TV broadcasting. And for us, I don't know if you've been watching the Olympics as as much, but it you're not going to get as much revenue from uh, having the Olympics in Tokyo where the time zone, like we're watching the Olympics mm -hmm, mm -hmm, one o'clock mm -hmm. in the morning, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, when it was in Vancouver, right, everyone would be watching the Olympics. Um, but yeah, have you been watching the some some events in the uh, in the Olympics? Not really, man. Unfortunately, I, I really, really wanted to. I don't know if this is on me or on the marketing of the event itself. It's probably on me. I just, I don't know what the schedule is, man. Like, like if I want to see like martial arts or swimming, like when is the time? Or this is actually, you're the perfect guy to talk to. Is there a website that I can check, man? There probably is. Like, that'll just tell me, hey, man, if you're looking for like judo competition at this weight, it's at this time. On the, there probably is, right? Because I just, I feel like I'm so... Like for the Euros, I knew what was happening. I, I knew when the competition started, when yeah. it ended, what the phases were. But for this one, I just feel lost. I don't know like where to get into it, what what day is. So hopefully you can help me sort that I, out. I've been using, like my, my dad showed me the CBC Olympics app. 
And so you could oh, kind of see like the schedule for the day, uh, mm. what kind of, kinds of competition. You can actually watch it live for free as well. Oh, so cool. I highly recommend you download that. Yeah, um, sure. I think there's some like highlight shows as well, recap shows. Um, yeah, so the CBC app uh, is usually pretty good. I used to, when I was younger, I used to, um, I think back, back when we were in high school, I used to like go on CBC Hockey Night in Canada and just watch from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. watching Holy hockey shit, games. Man. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, which is, I mean, that's just like two hockey games, which is, you know, manageable. Goodness, really? Two take from 4 to 10 p.m.? Yeah, so they had like oh uh, four to seven, because hockey has like lots of commercial breaks too. So oh, oh, I see, yeah. I see. Interesting, interesting. Um, and so it was like four to seven. I'd watch maybe like the Oilers versus the Flames or something, Edmonton versus mm-hmm. Calgary, and then usually at like seven p.m. it's it's the Canucks game. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. So that that was fun times. <laughs> And it was nice because like CBC actually gives out a lot of like free content. So um yeah, I'd highly recommend downloading that. Wow. Yeah. Look at all this free publicity for CBC. <laughs> CBC, if you're hearing this, you know, work with my boy Micah. Get him some sponsorship <laughs> money. Seriously. Uh yeah, but I've I've been watching, like I've been trying to watch it because it's so late for us. Like we're I think they broadcast it from like 11 o'clock at night till like three in the morning on like TSN, CBC and Sportsnet. Mm. So it's, (laughs) it's tough to stay up that late. Um, But I've been watching the, um, some softball uh, and I watched a lot of the synchro diving men's and women's. That was insane. The, Mm. uh, the Chinese team was just, perfectly on time like no splashes in the water it was crazy and they'd always get like perfect scores every round and they were just like blowing through the rest of the competition it was it was crazy um but yeah it's uh it's tough to watch this this year um for sure and i think i think we're gonna have the world cup I, I I don't I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I think the 2024 World Cup's going to be in North America or I, 2028 or something. I think you meant 2026. I 2026. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I heard that too. In Canada, America, and Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be very similar to the Euros, I think, where because the Euros were hosted in in different countries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah, uh, that should be fun. Fun for us. Like we're gonna yeah. have. Um, I don't know if maybe Vancouver might be a location for, for a couple of games or so. Um, but obviously you're, you're gonna have like Toronto, and maybe, LA and, uh, Seattle would wouldn't be a uh-huh. bad spot to have some games too. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, should be should be fun then, when. We're old. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, so we're old. Yeah, man. Super. We're old men with our crutches. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go back to the Olympics because um, there's also been some social issues. Um, have you heard about the Simone? Simone, I forget her, her last name. The gym, the gymnast from the I've heard the a little States. bit. I've heard a little bit. Yeah. But- you tell me everything that you know in case, I'm, okay. in case I'm missing something. So basically she didn't have, obviously Simone is like one of the greatest gymnasts in U.S. Olympic history. Um, and she's still like super young too. Um, and this tournament, this Olympics, she didn't have the greatest performance. Like we'd all thought she was going to win gold in like every, every event. And mm-hmm. she kind of struggled a bit. Um. And basically, I think they have like some sort of like team final coming up for the U.S. gymnastics team. And she decided to opt out of the competition to focus on her mental health. And um, which is, you know, totally fine. But all the fans or some fans in America 
were kind of uh, throwing hate at her, saying that she's not representing her country and um, all that stuff. So, yeah, just your thoughts on that based on, you know, my explanation. I'm going to reverse that around, and I would like to hear your uh, <laughs> thoughts first, Mr. Collins. It's interesting. Um, I don't... when Because you, you have to understand that, like, I don't think people understand that athletes are human, right? And if you were put in that situation, right, you would probably, if you had some sort of, like, mental is- issues... Um, you would probably want to take a break too. And I don't think people, um, they don't understand the severity of uh, mental health and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of sad, but that's just, that's just society, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, your, your thoughts. When um when did she start feeling this way, Michael? Like was it like was it leading up to a certain event? Was it during an event? I think she uh withdrew like a few days ago. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But I, I feel like she's probably felt it throughout the whole tournament, me. Probably. Hmm. Yeah. This is a tough one, man. When I First, and this might be a little bit, uh, no, it's not controversial, debating. It's debatable <laughs> on who you ask. But when I first heard about the story, I heard it in a positive light, actually. People were calling her a hero and courageous. And, and of course, some people like, I think, Mel Robbins, Jay Shetty, two, three other people. They, yeah, this is awesome. What a heroic thing to do. What a courageous thing to do to step down, to put your mental health first. Now, I'm in a weird position because I'm an advocate for, for mental health and for taking care of yourself and and taking a back seat when you don't feel okay. So in one sense, I think she did a very, I think she, she made the right move, right? If, if you're not in the mood, if you're not in the zone, you're not in the zone, right? And you shouldn't yeah. put yourself in harm's way otherwise. So in that sense, it does take courage to go, hey, you know what? I'm not in the place because you lose face, you lose maybe a little bit of pride, you lose that confidence. So definitely some courage. But there's also people calling her a hero. I would disagree with that statement. Because what she did basically was she took off her cape and she said, I can't do this. I'm not saying she kicks someone when they're down. But what I'm saying is if this was the NBA championships, game seven, first quarter, LeBron James says, guys, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to go find myself. I'm going to go be a little mindful. If Cristiano Ronaldo halftime of the Champions League final goes, you know what, guys, I'm just, I don't know. I don't feel like myself. I'm just going to go meditate. You don't think that a couple of people would be like, Whoa. Now, two things come up, right? One is you're an amazing athlete. Now, I don't know much about Simone. I don't know anything about Simone. But judging from the way that you were propping her up, she must be amazing. She must be talented. She must be a hard worker. So if she's saying it, it must mean something, right? Because I, I would imagine that that's not a person who would, you know, um, they, they wouldn't sit out easily. Like if it was like yeah, just a sprained yeah. thumb or something. Yeah. So, so that in and of itself is a word of caution. But on the other hand, it's like, man, if you were dealing with that beforehand. I would have loved for her to say, hey, I'm out like a week ago, two, three weeks ago. When you're training for the Olympics, again, I don't know the circumstances of the situation, so this might not be fair, but if you think that you're not going to be well for the event, I would have loved for her to go, you know what? I'm not going to do too well. I'm not even going to participate in the first event. So this way, the coach knows, okay, we can have someone else in your spot. Right, we we can train someone else because because you're essentially you're holding someone else's spot now. This is hard because the way that you're describing her, she's the Lionel Messi, she's the LeBron James, yeah. you know, she's she's their person. So it, it's tough. And again, on the other side of the fence, if that did happen, like right then and there, in the middle of the event, she was feeling amazing beforehand. What 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 can you do, right? How can you criticize this person for saying, "Hey, I don't feel too amazing. Like I'm not." in the zone, I got to take a step back. How can you criticize them for that? You know what I mean? I wouldn't call her a hero because if that was me, I would think I let myself down. I let my team down. I let the world down and arguably the biggest competition that comes around once every four years, but that's just me. But had I been in her position and even though you feel like you're letting people down, your, your health comes first and that includes physical and mental. So it's just one of those things where I wouldn't label her a hero for walking away. But I wouldn't criticize her either. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to like perspectives, I guess. Of course. Um, of course. Yeah, it's a very interesting situation. Uh, I haven't also I haven't heard too much about it. I know like who she is as, as an athlete. Um, and you're right. She's like the LeBron James of of gymnastics, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even if she doesn't, um, if she doesn't compete at all, she'll still be the most like winningest gym, gymnast of of all time in the in the U.S. history or something like that. Um, gotcha. So yeah, she's a, she's a big deal in, in the states um, and in the sporting world as well. Um, and, uh, there's also some other people like this, this isn't new. It obviously people have been taking mental health breaks for quite some time. Um, and one that comes to mind for me, there's two, there's two people, um, there was uh, a goalie in the NHL, uh, Robin Leonard, I think, uh, who took like some mental health break, I think. Um, and I think like during the playoffs as well. So, uh, also sort of a similar situation, but he's not, he's not as highly decorated, decorated as an athlete compared to Simone. Um, but sort of the same situation where it's like, you're performing in probably the most competitive competition of the year, Stanley cup playoffs. Um, and then there's also uh, a tennis player, I think, Naomi Osaka. Uh, I think this might have been like last year or something. This is just off the top of my head. I'm not too familiar, but I think she took like some breaks as well. Um, mental health breaks. And oh, yeah. Okay. I, I remember it now. So she didn't want to talk to the press because of her mental health. There was, she got fined because of that from, from the from the uh i think it was like wimbledon or whatever the uh organizing committee was mm-hmm. that tournament and uh yeah because as an athlete i think if you're i think in tennis you have to do press conferences as i don't know just part of your duty as an athlete um and so she was like, no, I'm not going to be doing this because it, it affects my, my mental health and, and all that stuff. And so she didn't, she just didn't do any interviews, got fined for it. And then um, there was a lot of, a lot of comments about that. Um, so what, what, what do you think about the, about the tennis, the tennis uh, situation? That's a tough one, Micah. That's a tough one for, yeah. for a few reasons. One, Unfortunately, the problem with mental health is you can't see it, right? You don't see depression, right? You don't see, I mean, I mean, there's some, um, what do they call it? Overt behaviors that you can see that are symptoms of depression, right? Yeah. Person not exercising, sleeping a lot, maybe eating a lot, not eating at all in that sense. But, you know, I feel like if it was the other way around, if it was physical, if you could have some sort of like doctor's note or, or something where someone else who's an expert in that area can write a note and say, yup, like I've seen this person, they're clearly suffering from whatever. I feel like that would help a lot to her favor, but man, that's, ah, that's tough. That's really tough. I'm, I'm curious if, if the rules, if it is Wimbledon or just for press conferences with respects to those competitions, do they have things in there for health? Like, like in the, in the legal business side of it, do they have things like, Oh, a person is exempt from these sorts of things. If they're suffering from either um, physical health problems or mental health problems. And I think that's one of those unfortunate situations where, you hear that word thrown around so colloquially, it loses its meaning. You know, hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm depressed. Why? I failed my test. Like, you're not depressed. I, I know the criteria to be depressed. Yeah. Well, I'm not depressed, right? <laughs> no, you, no, Micah, you are not OCD. You're organized, right? That's a good thing. OCD means you can't sleep at night because, you know, your laptop is a little bit to the left. Little, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like when we throw it around, it, it just it devalues the word. So oftentimes, if, if someone says, oh, I'm having some mental health issues, I feel like I hope that people don't intertwine that with someone's going, oh, I'm just a little bummed out because there's a difference, right? It, it's normal. Yeah. You, you get bummed out. I don't feel too motivated. That's one thing. But if you're suffering from things like depression, anxiety, maybe something happened recently, whatever it may be, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a serious issue. And the fact that this uh, person was fine for that is, is quite unfortunate, to say the least, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, speaking of the depression thing, 
um, what kind of jumped in my mind was when you go on TikTok mm-hmm. and you see, like, it's usually like a, it's kind of like a high school teenage app. Um, the main audience, at least. But you see, like, whenever I'm scrolling through uh, TikTok, I always see, like, someone posting about depression or, like, someone says they have depression when they don't. And um, I don't know if you've seen the same thing, but, like, just kind of, like, saying that they have depression more as a joke. Mm. Um. I can't think of like any examples, but yeah, I want to get back to the Olympics. Because, I just, before we, before we yeah. go on, Micah, I just wanted to give a small note to that one. That one's a tricky one, man, because I'm pretty sure if, if people look at, um, so the top five personality traits in the world right now that are recognizable uh, stands for ocean. And one of them is, um, is N, neuroticism. And it basically talks about emotional stability. We know that men and women typically women on average, please, people don't hate me. They're going to be a little bit less emotional, higher on the neuroticism scale than a man would be. What does that mean? That means that a girl typically in that adolescent stage, if you tell me that Daniel, someone is depressed or someone's anxious, is it a boy or is it a girl? On average, girls are more likely to suffer from that stuff. Mm-hmm. The problem with something like TikTok is there's no way to verify it. So like yeah. you're saying, Mike, if someone says I'm depressed, you know, we got to be careful before we go, you're a lie, you're just doing it for attention because what if they actually are? Right. Yeah. Or on the other hand, if we believe everyone who uses that word, but then what if some of them are using it for attention and, and victimhood and that stuff? So just folks, whenever like if, if you don't know someone personally and you can't talk to them and you don't know what's going on in their life, just be careful before you put them into one category or another. Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to. No, I, I'm not, that's a good that's a good comment. Um, yeah, I think. What I've seen on TikTok is more like attention seeking rather than like i don't know yeah more like attention gotcha. seeking yeah gotcha. no it's um, definitely out there man for sure yeah uh yeah anyways i want to go back to the olympics because i i watched your um i listened to your episode i think it's like 71 something sports mm. drugs and alcohol yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool so cool. I appreciate it buddy thank you <laughs> um and you're talking about the the track and field athlete Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right the, the marijuana use um i'm not too familiar with it i just want you to kind of explain it and i'll i'll give my thoughts on that for sure so for for micah for everybody listening to cliff notes of this uh, there's a young lady and something happens i don't know what it is don't quote me on this but maybe her mother passed away or something something traumatic happens and she smokes she smokes marijuana Obviously, she goes and does the drug testing. She tests positive for marijuana. I'm going to keep my opinion out of this, but even though you've already heard it. But but just for the people listening so they can hear yours. Um, Basically, she tests positive for marijuana, and they suspend her for like a month. Now, I didn't follow up if that was was for the entire time, if that was only for like half the competition. Like, I don't know when the date was exactly. And then so people's thoughts were like, well, did she know that marijuana was, was like illegal? Or did she not know? And then she came out with an interview two, three days afterwards going, I knew that marijuana was illegal. I knew that I couldn't use it and compete, but I did it anyways because I was in such a bad place. So that's the cliff notes to the story. What do you think? That's interesting. Um, my first thought is that you got to follow the rules of the competition because she would know that you can't take these drugs or or whatever, right? She would know, she would have a list of substances and products that she can't use right so my opinion is that if you can't use whatever marijuana weed whatever right you know that but you took it anyways and so those are those are the rules for the competition if 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 you test positive for these substances you'll get fined and so she she'd know that Right, and she took it anyways. Um, but on the other hand, I understand for like the mental point of view that it's kind of a coping me- mechanism for for um, whatever she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I'm I'm thinking more of like a business thing, mm-hmm, of course, perspective. We're a good combination. Then. Yeah, I 
I see it more as she broke the rules. She she gets fined, right? And 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 she knew that before taking the the substance. Um, yeah, that that's my thoughts on that. Um, and then I I heard people say that like, oh, it, it's not a performance enhancement, so she can take it anyways. But at the same time, it's like she knew she couldn't take that substance, and even if it enhances performance or not, it it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, your your thoughts. I completely agree with you, man. I would just add uh, two things. First one, I mean, I'm just going to repeat exactly what you said. Uh, the rules are the rules are the rules, right? If it's banned and you know it's banned, you got to suffer the consequences. But my follow-up question is, why? Why are you not allowed to use marijuana, let's say, a day or two before the event? Because my understanding of it, which is just very minimal, is that you have different classes of drugs, right? You have stimulants, you have depressants, you have hallucinogens. Marijuana is a depressant, right? In the same way that alcohol is a depressant. Meaning when you smoke marijuana or when you drink alcohol, your brain functioning slows down. Your central nervous system, so like it doesn't speed you up. It doesn't make you faster. It doesn't make you, it does the opposite actually, it relaxes. Yeah. So, so I would agree, right? You should get fined because the rules are the rules. But then after the fine, I would genuinely think about making a petition or going to them and be like, hey, you know, how many empirical studies are, are out there that show that you can have a, uh, a boost in performance after marijuana use. And, and I'd be curious if they conducted a study, let's say 100 people, 50 of them smoke weed before doing whatever activity, 50 of them don't smoke weed before doing the activity or, or something along with different baselines or, or basically having a person do something once sober and then high and seeing if there is a difference because of the weed. And I'm, I'm curious if there is an actual performance enhancing thing in there because I doubt it. I, yeah, I doubt I, it, but, but I'd like to see. I have no idea. I'm not not into that type of stuff i don't research that type of stuff um, you look like a total stoner to me Michael. you look like a super i mean i can see a blunt in the back <laughs> yeah. um oh. i meant in terms of sports i don't research that stuff oh, oh my bad. <laughs> we're right over my bad you. Yeah. Oh, um but <laughs> there should be like a reason you know why they're banning that right mm-hmm. it, it might be for some sort of maybe I don't know, pain relief or, or something, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe. There has to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really curious yeah. what it is. So yeah, there's a, there's always a reason why certain substances aren't allowed, right? Maybe if you do, do whatever, it might relieve your pain from a competition or from an event, right? Whereas you see it from the other side where like, okay, it, it doesn't improve performance. So maybe it decreases some of the pain and, and whatever. Maybe, right? man, maybe it could. You're right. Yeah. Definitely right. I'd love to know what that is, and, and I'd love for that to be common knowledge. What? <laughs> Sorry, just, I, just, I, no, that's okay. I just meant I would love for the reason to be common knowledge. So if someone says, hey, you know, yeah, this is why yeah. marijuana is banned, it, it, you know, everyone, it's a unanimous, like, oh, that's why it's banned. Right, you know? right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, I've heard more of like, why did she get fined than like my perspective where like the rules are the rules. Mm, I've, I've heard see. more of like, it's not a performance enhancement, so she shouldn't be kicked out of the competition. Um, but yeah, my perspective is like, okay, you got to follow the rules and um, I think if it was more common knowledge why certain substances aren't aren't allowed, it would be a lot easier to say, you know, why they got kicked out or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, for us, you and me, we don't, and for anyone listening, right, we don't know the the um, circumstances of mm-hmm. of uh, using certain substances. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very tricky situation um yeah anyways that's kind of all the questions i had for today i uh didn't really think of a whole lot but i wanted to go to the euros and olympics um but yeah we'll just kind of open it up to sort of a normal conversation i guess anything you want to ask or yeah buddy Micah, how long have you been podcasting for oh man it was I guess it was a little bit after. When when did you start 
I started, oh man, I want to say, oh goodness, I want to say December of 2019 or December of 2020. No, 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 it has to be 2019. I want to say December 2019. Okay. I think, yeah, yeah, because I started maybe a few months after you. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. So it's been, I think it's been like a year and a bit for me. I think I started wow. like April or something. Uh, so Let me cool. actually check. Let me check. Yeah, man. Check. Because... Go for it. <laughs> I'm just going to scroll to like the first episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, April 15th. Oh, that's cool, man. That's awesome. April 15th, 2020. Yeah. So it's been a while. I feel like every time I make a podcast, there's always like something that's improved, whether that's like, audio visuals intro outro whatever um that's probably been the same for you you've probably kind of upgraded sort of every episode would, would you say oh definitely man definitely that's yeah. gonna be my next question is gonna be like if you compare episode one to this episode which is 26 like what <laughs> like what are some of the biggest things that, that stand out to you oh uh, man um i think after maybe the 19th or 20th episode i would say that like it's a little easier to talk on on the podcast whereas before i was like okay i got like these notes here and it basically says everything i'm supposed to say kind of like in paragraph form whereas now i'm like like for this episode i just said euros olympics and that was basically it penalty shootout (laughs) awesome buddy Um, awesome good so yeah i've gotten better at sort of kind of going with the flow and just saying kind of what's on my in the top of my head whereas before uh i was saying like a lot of ums and buts and all that stuff and i think you've talked about it where it's like your brain is moving slower than your speech or i think some some some, something along those lines i forget what exactly what it was but um yeah yeah it's uh I, I think I was right with that. I think like your brain is moving faster than your than how you talk. And that's why you get like a lot of ums and little pauses here and there. What do you think your progression has been since like the first episode to I think you're on like seventy-two or something now? Yeah, man. Something like it. Before we get to me, Micah, dude, I'm loving this camera, man. What what are you using? <laughs> um, it's just a webcam. But Sick, I had to man. fix out all the lighting and stuff to make it look all right um i had an i had an old one uh but it it, it kind of broke down so i had to get a new one um oh, it's just a logitech nice. webcam yeah it works pretty well cool um, man. good buddy good your good. camera's looking pretty good too actually yeah. thanks but it's all right it's all right this is my phone one there's well, something the- there's something off i don't know if it's the sharpness or whatever but you know what man we learned yeah. <laughs> I'm sure 10 episodes from now, like it'll look a lot better than, than like, the last iPhone, 10 that I've just done. iPhone cameras are are good enough. Oh, iPhone cameras sure, are really sure. good. Really good. Um, I was actually thinking of using my iPhone for this as well mm-hmm. because it, the cameras are just really good. Um, I'm really into tech too. So, yeah, cool. Buddy, I, cool. Uh, as you can see, like I have like the Apple laptop. So, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apple everything basically. Ah, I see, I see. I did have an Android before. Um, but just like the seamlessness of iPhone and everything just kind of works together with Apple. It's just like it's a lot easier. Um and also for uh for work too. Um, because Pacific FC has their first game tomorrow, so I'm have to go to that. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> You excited? Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be different because it's like there's a lot of new management, mm-hmm. and I'm like the only one from my like department, I guess. No, oh. that's been at the games before, mm. so I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to do this and this and this. So I'm like the one who knows like everything that went on last time. Now we got new people coming in, and 
So the first game is going to be kind of crazy, but I think after maybe the second or third game, we'll get a routine down. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to ask? Dude, I just wanted to say, Mike, I think it's so dope you have your own podcast, man. Yeah, you too. <laughs> uh, but specifically, because I remember, like, like you know, we knew each other since high school, and we talked yeah. and stuff, and just in general, man, it takes a lot of courage to put what you're saying out there, especially when it's your thoughts and your opinion. Yeah. So it's not like you're covering something else. And I've definitely talked to friends of mine, like, hey, man, do you want to come on the podcast? It's like, you know, I'd rather not. And I go, why? They go, well, I just, I don't feel comfortable having people listen to my voice or being down on the internet or what if I say something wrong? So I think it, it, it yeah. does take courage to put yourself out there. And, and I love that when you talked about, you know, what your podcast was and like how you've become a better talker, I feel the exact same way, man. I feel like the more that you do this, it's such a good practice for just for one, saying what's on your mind and like the, the scripting goes down. Two, just speaking really clearly. Like over time, like yeah. when you speak over and over again, you just you feel a lot more fluid and then it gets easier. Then like you'd have to think that this helps you like at a party or just talking to a stranger. Because if you can talk, you know, for how, however many people listening, it has to be an amazing skill, man. And just to see, like you had an episode that I listened to about personality and confidence. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a good one. one, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. It was yeah. good. And I was like, man, I was like, he's right. Like you were talk- talking about how, you know, you can be, for example, you take me right in front of a podcast, in front of a mic, I might be super confident, but you take me and you put me on a, on a hockey rink, right? All of a sudden that confidence, you know, is gone, right? Because yeah. I, I don't feel competent, right? And competence breeds confidence in that sense. So, so just to, to see you and be able to talk to you now and just see how, how cool you are, man, how relaxed you are. And I, I feel like I'm listening I am, to someone. I am not relaxed at all. <laughs> <laughs> no? You look good, man. No, you look at the way that you talk. The way I am you stressed. Go. No, you're joking. <laughs> Are you serious? Mm. <laughs> okay, there we go. Kind of. There we go. I'm oh. usually like pretty chill. Like you've probably seen yeah. at school and stuff. I'm just like you're the chillest person I've ever met in my entire really? life. Really? If I'm getting married, you'd be like, "That's nice." If I have like <laughs> my dog died, you'd be like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really true, though. That's really true. I'm pretty like blunt. It's just it's just by how I how I roll. How you are, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it can come out. I, I talked about this in the last episode um, where it can like kind of come out kind of negatively. Where oh, 100%. It can come out like insensitive. Like, oh, he doesn't even care. Even yeah, though you yeah, might, yeah. he might care a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just, I, I guess, honestly, I don't know. It's just, it's just how I roll. Um, but yeah, I think. I want to go back to the to the confidence thing because I talked about like for me in soccer, football. If you're listening in Europe or whatever, um, in uh, soccer I was like team captain, you know, sort of the telling people like what to do and and all that, yelling at people, honestly, um, and. At school, I was like completely the opposite. Um, even at like, I don't, I, I don't go to parties like at all, but I did like last year, and uh, oh, I, I was just super quiet, just hanging out with my one friend, and um, it's just I think it's more of like if you're in it, if you're in an environment where you know your stuff you're you're gonna be more confident talking to people whereas even though at school like i was i don't know i was a decent student i knew some math and science (laughs) (laughs) um english not so much but english and french was awful um but i would say in school, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I felt like I was kind of like roaming around certain social groups. Um, like, I don't know. I like everyone knew me, but nobody really talked to me that much. I was just kind of more by myself. Um, but I think for you, you've been kind of confident throughout the years or more willing to do things, way more willing to do more things than me. I don't know. I, I don't see too much of a difference with your confidence from high school to now 
it's been kind of the same and you've been super confident interesting yeah i i don't know maybe your grade nine ten years because we met in like when i was in grade 11 i want to say grade 10 grade 10 grade and like 10. you were grade 11 i want to say i was in grade yeah 10. like i was one below you i want to say yeah yeah i'm yeah, a year, something like that. i'm a year old mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i was almost actually the same almost born the same year as you yeah Oh man, December nineteenth so is my birthday. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird because like every year, it's like twenty twenty one. I'm twenty one years old, so like every year, the last two two digits are my age mm-hmm, until cool. like December nineteenth. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think yeah for you like your podcast. Honestly, I like when your podcasts when you talk by yourself rather than other people i don't know why but i think you're just a good talker i appreciate that i go more in depth on that why is that and i know that sounds like i've just came on to hear praise about myself (laughs) but i'm genuinely curious as to why i don't know it's just honestly i have no idea but i i know like you get more views when you have other people on the podcast it's just how podcasting works um i don't know just the way you talk and explain things it's it's good. I, appreciate it, I don't know. <laughs> I really appreciate it. That's that's a that's a very very comforting thing to hear. Because when I was first doing this, I was like, dude, who wants to listen to me talk for like twenty minutes? Yeah. About like some philosophical abstract thing. <laughs> Turns out you and like some homeless dude and two or three of my friends, yeah, like you want <laughs> like to listen. So that's awesome, man. That's yeah. good, dude. That's awesome. That's uh, really cool. Yeah. Anything else? Man, uh, Mike, I think we covered it all, my man. I think we covered all that Everything. that needs to be covered. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, we'll just end it there. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but we got about 40 minutes, 40, 50 minutes, I think. I think That's last good, time man. was like That's an good. hour. Oh, gotcha. Hour and gotcha, a bit. Gotcha. So wow. a little bit shorter than last time. Um, Forgive us, folks. Forgive last us. time I had uh, a lot more questions, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we'll just end it there. Um, if you want to tell the people where to find you on various social medias i don't think i want them to find me micah really i don't think I want them. Like, yeah, i'm shy like that man i'm, I'm camera shy i thought you're trying to grow i thought you're trying to grow a brand <laughs> oh that'd be the worst thing man you're trying to grow a brand but like you're super shy so you never tell anyone that you have a brand yikes um no folks if you go to google and you type in daniel teacher so that's daniel spelled d-a-n-i-a-l daniel teaches uh, probably one of the first things that will come up is like the podcast, TikTok, Instagram. I upload on TikTok almost every day. Podcast, YouTube, once a week. And besides that, always on Instagram. You can see what's going on in the story. So if you want to keep connected, at Daniel Teaches, that's the place to find me. And you can find me on Instagram at The Crossover Podcast. And yeah, I'll see you next time. Enjoyed this episode of The Crossover Podcast? Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Plus, check us out on Instagram at The Crossover Podcast to keep up to date with all the episodes and some behind-the-scenes content. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.